Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Now more than ever, your voice of sanity in an insane world from an American nationalist perspective. Streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, Stitcher, and all your favorite podcast directories. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. Shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail on the vent line at 772-245-0750. The number for the vent line where you can get something off your chest is 772-245-0750. There is something seriously wrong with the Democrat Party. I don't know what has happened to the to uh, the the nature, the character of this uh, organization. I guess, you know, it's nothing new. This was the party of slavery and Jim Crow and segregation. But uh, to see these Democrat presidential candidates and all of these, uh, these uh, Democrats condemning Donald Trump for killing Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian state-sponsored terrorist mastermind, and seizing on every opportunity to try to blame Trump for um, for taking this long overdue action is just it's bewildering, really. And um, they're they're you know you would think watching all this that the Democrats' uh, opinions on this represent a um, a majority in this country because they control uh, the, the media and the media is constantly putting forward their narrative. And I think what it's going to do is just absolutely destroy this, this party. I think we're going to see a, um, a, a landslide in the upcoming 2020 elections, very similar uh, to what happened uh, when the Democrats nominated George McGovern to run against Richard Nixon. But we're, we're now seeing that, um, Justin Trudeau stepped to the microphone yesterday and uh, confirmed what we had all suspected, and that was that the uh, Ukrainian airliner that was brought down in uh, the airport in Tehran, Iran, was in fact shot down by Iranian surface-to-air missiles. There have been important developments regarding the potential causes of this deadly crash, developments of which Canadians should be made aware. The news will undoubtedly come as a further shock to the families who are already grieving in the face of this unspeakable tragedy. We have intelligence 
from multiple sources, including our allies and our own intelligence. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. This may well have been unintentional. This new information reinforces the need for a thorough investigation into this matter. Canada is working with its allies to ensure that a thorough and credible investigation is conducted to determine the causes of this fatal crash. As I said yesterday, Canadians have questions and they deserve answers. Well, we've got the answers now, and that is a confirmation that, in fact, this airliner was taken down by um, Iranian incompetence with the use of advanced military weaponry. And that you got to keep in mind, this is the same terrorist regime. They can't control their surface-to-air missiles. They didn't have sense enough to even shut down the uh, the airport in Tehran while they were engaged in a uh, a missile strike against U.S. interests in Iraq. And apparently, uh, either they left this uh, surface-to-air missile system in an automatic mode, or one of these. <laughs> these Iranian uh, uh, combat uh, operators mistake, mistook uh, an airliner taking off from the airport in Tehran as an approaching uh, U.S. military uh, air air asset. These are the same people, keep in mind, they want nukes. And uh, the Obama administration negotiated a deal with them that would allow them a, a path to uh, gain nuclear weapons while they continued to develop their delivery systems, their intercontinental ballistic missiles. Uh, there was no restriction in the, the so-called JCPOA on Iran continuing to develop its, its delivery systems. But like I say, the Democrats, each and every time, blame America. And you had Pete Booted. Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I'm going to start calling him Butthead. Pete Butthead tweeted out yesterday in the aftermath of these revelations, which were kind of um, obvious to begin with. Butthead said, Innocent civilians are now dead because they were caught in the middle of an unnecessary and unwanted military tit-for-tat. In other words, he is assigning responsibility, uh, at least half of the responsibility for the downing of that airliner to the United States. So the United States kills an Iranian terrorist with American blood on his hands and, and thousands and thousands of innocent people throughout the region. Then Iran launches a military strike, a, a missile strike against American bases in Iraq. And then old butthead steps forward and blames America. And that's what I'm talking about. There's, there's some sort of defect in their, their uh, character that leads them to once and always blame America first. Donald Trump is the uh, America first candidate. The Democrats have become the blame America first candidate. Yeah, Jackie Speer, who is a, a high-ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives, I think she sits on the 
Intelligence Committee. She appeared on CNN with Wolf Blitz, and she too assigned blame for this shooting down of the Iranian of the Ukrainian airliner to America. It's Kelly Audible. Oh, we don't we don't want to hear a commercial. Well, I might have to let's see if we're going to be able to tee this up. We'll get back to that later. So, butt plug didn't have any uh, any condemnations for uh, for the terrorist regime in Iran. He just uh, um, equivocated and uh, emboldened them by uh, not only um, not condemning them for their actions or saying anything negative about Soleimani, but uh, assigning some sort of equal responsibility to the United States. And when you analyze this, you got to figure what's going on here is uh, Donald Trump has driven these people to expose their true nature. They can know they no longer have a filter that, uh, that tells them, well, I need to, you know, not succumb to my natural instincts to criticize America. And they just rush uh, to the microphones and say exactly what's on their mind. I've got a clip here. Uh, This is uh, from a New York Times podcast with one of their reporters. His name is Barbero. That was that's talking about uh, Suleimani and he compares Suleimani. Well, I'll let you listen. What you're describing feels like the kind of unified national outpouring that is reserved for a small handful of figures in any country. Right. I mean, a beloved president, a civil rights leader like Martin Luther King. So, so this New York Times reporter is comparing Suleimani and in uh, the the funeral that you know had had these mass crowds in the streets in Iran to an American president or Martin Luther King. Now, if you were um, a thinking individual, wouldn't you know that making a statement like that, comparing Martin Luther King to a a blood drenched terrorist? on behalf of Iran, would be a a dumbass thing to say. You had Chris Wallace over at MSNBC also commenting on the the funeral of Soleimani, and here's what he said. When Princess Diana died, for example, there was a huge emotional outpouring. Uh, These kinds of, Elvis Presley in our culture. It turns out that this general we killed was a beloved hero of the Iranian people to the point where look at the people we've got pictures of now. These enormous crowds coming out. There's no American emotion in this case, but there's a hell of a lot of emotion on the other side. Chris Wallace, ladies and gentlemen, behold, the buffoon compares... Qasem Soleimani to Diana or Elvis because of the uh, the crowds that the mullahs were able to assemble for his funeral. Apparently, Chris Wallace is not familiar with the tactics in a, a police state. The people turned out for this funeral because they knew if they stayed home that there would be uh, uh, spies from the Islamic regime that would uh, that would let. The police state enforcers know that they didn't attend this funeral and they would be punished. CNN had a uh, uh, one of the hostage takers 
from the 1977 uh, hostage crisis at the American Embassy in Tehran. They invited her on to uh, to comment on the American killing of Soleimani. The American government, the American president, made a serious miscalculation. They made a serious mistake uh, by assassinating, uh, by taking this terrorist action against uh, Commander Soleimani. And uh, I'm sure that they regret what they've done. I don't regret what what they've done, and the majority of the American people don't regret it. The majority of the American people support the president's actions against Soleimani. And CNN had this Iranian woman on. I don't. Uh, I, I can't pronounce her name, but she was one of the uh, students that led the uh, siege and overrunning of the American embassy in 1979. And this is what the same guest on CNN had to say back then. You said at the press conference the other day, you said yourself, that if there was an attack on this embassy, mm-hmm. that you would destroy the hostages. Could you really do that? Yes, we mean it. Could you personally lift up a gun yes. and put it to the head of one of these people and kill him? Yes, when I... Yes, yes. She was willing to shoot innocent people in the head back then. CNN apparently uh, thinks that she is a good source to go to for their commentary on the killing of Suleimani. Geraldo Rivera beclowned himself yesterday on The View. Uh, no, I'm sorry, on The Five. Com- joining in this uh, this Democrat impulse to compare Qasem Soleimani to great figures in American history. This is a stupid war. This it's is not a war. This is a stupid war, and the president's friends have to have the guts to tell him. Killing Soleimani at this time was a terrible idea, as I told Martha, as I said to Martha the other day. A terrible idea, brilliantly executed. Why now? What does America win? So why, when, why are we, why are we, let me finish. Why are we picking this fight? For what? We, we need to the pick fight? it. We kill the General Grant, they, the General Patton, we get General Petraeus. We assassinated him in the third. For what? Why did we do that exactly? Why did- so Geraldo Rivera com- compares Suleimani to General Grant or General Patton or General Petraeus. What would prompt somebody to say something that boneheadedly stupid on national TV? Throw in with the, the squad, Ilhan Omar said. This makes no sense, the killing of Suleimani. She said, sanctions are economic warfare. They have caused medical shortages and countless deaths in Iran. Now, this is the same um, fellow traveler with the Iranian regime that is the number one uh, promoter of sanctions against Israel, the so-called boycott, divest, and sanction movement. So she is condemning Donald Trump applying additional economic sanctions against the terror regime in Iran, saying that that's economic warfare, and I guess it is. But she's the one that is uh, is leading the effort to sanction the um, uh, Israel. Here's a clip of Donald Trump at a press conference in the Oval Office defending his his actions against Soleimani. You know what I what bothers me? When I see a Nancy Pelosi trying to defend this monster 
from Iran who's killed so many people, who's so badly. I mean, so many people are walking around now without legs and without arms because he was the big roadside bomb guy. He was the one who'd send him to Afghanistan, he'd send him to Iraq. He was big. That was his favorite thing. He thought it was wonderful. He doesn't think it's wonderful anymore. When Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats want to defend him, I think that's a very bad thing for this country. I think that's a big losing argument politically. Too. I believe it's going to be a big losing argument politically, too. And I think uh, the Democrats are in the process of absolutely destroying themselves. I'm not sure what will rise uh, after they have destroyed the Democrat Party, where, whether it will reconstitute itself or, or just uh, go to the dustbin of history. I've got another clip here. This is Brian Mast. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brian Mast. He's a representative from uh, from Florida who lost both of his legs in Iraq to one of these roadside bombs that Soleimani was uh, uh, specialized in. And here's what he had to say uh, during yesterday's debate on uh, at, in the House to limit the president's war powers. Madam Speaker, I'm pleased to yield two minutes to the gentleman from Florida member of the Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Mast. Gentlemen's recognized. Make no mistake, Madam Speaker, this resolution is about the killing of Soleimani. He was a terrorist, no different than al-Baghdadi, than Zelkari, than bin Laden, than Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. He was the head of a designated terrorist organization, no different than ISIS or al-Qaeda. And he was responsible for the deaths of our men and women. And I know most in here haven't seen or smelled or touched that kind of death, but let me tell you about it. They were burned alive inside of their Humvees. Their lungs were scorched by the flames of the explosions. The fra- vehicle fragments were blown into their skulls. Some of them were paralyzed. Some of them had their arms blown off. Some of them had their legs blown off. Some of them will never see again. Some of them will never be recognized again by those who knew them previously. Each and every one of them, they are the credible explanation for deleting this terrorist target from our world. And no doubt, it is dangerous to take out a terrorist target. But a coward is somebody who lacks the courage to endure danger. And this is the fundamental difference in voting yes or no here. If you vote no, you understand that we would be justified to kill 100 Suleimanis for just one of our heroes that have been been killed by him, and the danger would be worth it. For those who vote yes, they see that he has killed hundreds of our service members, but can still not find the justification to kill him, because unlike our fallen heroes, they lack the courage to endure danger. One of the arguments that the Democrats kept making was this was a disproportional response to Soleimani orchestrating the attack on the American embassy in in Baghdad. And they wanted to know, well, where is the imminent threat from Soleimani, despite the fact that he was meeting with, uh, with Iran's militia leader inside Iraq to plan further attacks on that embassy? Well, it wasn't disproportionate. Proportionate would have been being able to kill Soleimani 600 times. That's the number of American troops that he was responsible for killing. Much Not to even mention the thousands of others uh, American troops that were maimed and crippled and badly disfigured by Soleimani's roadside bomb campaign against the United States. Hey, man, have you got your Mojo 5.0 cigar series, these three cigars, the El Jafe, the Handy J, and the Stags? They're 8-inch Churchill cigars with a 52-inch gauge. The El Jafe is a Connecticut wrapper. 
the Handy J is a Habano wrapper, and the Stags is the Bold Maduro wrapper. These cigars are like unlike anything you'll find in your local uh, cigar store. They're hand-rolled by a Cuban-American that fled to Tampa Bay 50 years ago during the Castro-Communist Revolution. And you can get yours by going to mojo50.com and clicking on the Shop Now button. You get three cigars for $25. That's, that's an unbelievable deal for three hand-rolled, high-quality cigars. Go to there and get yours today, and we'll talk about uh, what you think about it on Monday. Well, Donald Trump is flushing the Trumps or f- flushing the chumps. He's got uh, Chris Wallace over there comparing Suleimani to Di- uh, Diana, Princess Diana, or Elvis Presley. And he's got Geraldo Rivera com- uh, comparing him to General Grant and General Patton. Over at the View. That uh, paragon of foreign policy and national defense strategy, Joy Behar, was talking about um, how Richard Spencer, the notorious white nationalist, has withdrawn his support from Donald Trump because of this attack on Soleimani, and that just makes her so happy. What's some good news? This is a tiny thing that I noticed. Uh, you remember Richard Spencer? He's basically mm-hmm. the organizer of Unite the Right. Lunatic. The white nationalist group that was marching in Charlottesville. It was all in for Trump. Not anymore. Here's his really? quote. He tweeted last night. I deeply regret voting for and promoting Donald Trump in 2016. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, that's, that's big. Yay. Yay. The view is, is clapping. Oh, good. Richard Spencer is no longer supporting Trump. Can you imagine how twisted and deranged Donald Trump must have made you if you're applauding and uh, and celebrating a decision by Richard Spencer? So yesterday, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi organized a uh, a sham effort in the House of Representatives to pass a, a so-called war powers resolution undermining the president of the United States by saying that uh, the president didn't have the authority to do this. And before he takes any further actions, he has to come and get uh, consultations with Congress. Now, if the president were actually going to take us to a ground war in Iran, you're absolutely right. Before a president of the United States can engage in an action like that, he has to uh, have a declaration of war by the Congress. But the Congress of the United States long ago, going all the way back before the Korean War, has ceded its authority to declare war. They don't want to have to take that hard vote and face their voters at home. And they funded, remember the uh, House has the power of the purse, they funded one after another of these undeclared wars in uh, Korea and Vietnam and Iraq and Afghanistan and Libya and in uh, uh, dozens of other spots throughout the world that, uh, that they've allowed presidents to take us into war. Killing Soleimani is not a war. It is a counter-terrorist strike. 
Donald Trump has said repeatedly that he's getting us out of the Middle East, that he's not interested in invading uh, or occupying other nations. But put in this position Nancy, uh, to that, you know, they've been claiming that Donald Trump is going to take us into a war. Nancy Pelosi puts, puts on this, uh, this uh, show in the House yesterday saying that, oh, we're going to limit his ability to to engage in war, which he has no intention to do. A war powers resolution. Great idea. Bad timing when the United, when the United States is uh, engaged in trying to defend ourselves from this, uh, this terrorist regime in Iran. And sadly, some Republicans joined in with the, uh, the Democrats' um, theater yesterday. Thankfully, eight Democrats voted against this, uh, this War Powers show uh, because of the bad timing. We'll talk more about that when we come back right after these messages. Stick with us. You're going to hear two commercials, and then we'll be right back, right here on Right Now on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful, because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. by the Iranians. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So I've got this clip for you here. This is Jackie Spear, Democrat member of the House Intelligence Committee going on with Wolf Blitzer on CNN, insisting that President Trump share the blame for the Iranian downing of this Ukrainian airliner that killed 175 people, including about 75 Canadian nationals. I think these Canadian nationals were probably... Um, Iranian immigrants to Canada. Uh, there were also um, a bunch of Iranian nationals on there. It was obviously, I believe, a uh, an accident, a blunder on the behalf of the Iranian military. 
But here's Jackie Speer uh, saying that the president of the United States, because he had killed one of the Iranian terrorists, shares the blame for Iran shooting down a plane, an airliner on its own territory. Like it was a mistake by the Iranians. Do you think they assumed this was some sort of U.S. military plane? Well, I have been briefed on it, Wolf, in the Intelligence Committee, so I'm not really at liberty to say. But uh, if what is being projected is true, uh, this is yet another example of collateral damage from the actions that have been taken in a provocative way by the President of the United States. Well, is this type of miscalculation, let's say, on the part of the Iranians, more likely now to result in even heightened tensions? I would say that the continued saber, excuse me, the, the continued saber rattling by the president uh, doesn't help us. Um, I also feel strongly that the president is not saber rattling. <laughs> there, there was no shaking of fists or or um, threatening to invade Iran. What he did was responded uh, at long last, long overdue, by taking out the Iranians' head of their terrorist activities throughout the region while he was planning additional attacks on our embassy in Iraq. So Mike Lee, the uh, junior, or no, I guess he's the senior uh, senator from the great state of Utah, continued to embarrass that state by uh, coming to the cameras, stepping to the cameras in the aftermath of this uh, briefing that they had demanded to receive on the killing of Soleimani and and engaging in this rant, this absolutely unhinged rant against um, the Trump administration and, and the military and intelligence briefers. I'll play you a clip of it right here to come in and tell us that we can't debate and discuss the appropriateness of military intervention against Iran. It's un-American, it's unconstitutional, and it's wrong. And I I, I hope and expect that they will show greater deference to their own limited power in the future and to the power that belongs to Congress. This is not about us, it's not about any one of us. This is about our fidelity to those we represent. These powers are not ours. They don't belong to any of us. But when we allow them to be exercised through the wrong branches of government, with the wrong process, when you don't have debate and discussion, you don't allow the process itself to correct itself for the American people who will be most affected by these decisions to weigh in. That was insulting. That was demeaning to the process ordained by the Constitution. And I find it completely unacceptable. So if you really had a problem with this briefing that you'd received from the military and intelligence uh, uh, sources in the administration, why would you go to the microphone and undermine this president and feed into Nancy Pelosi's uh, kabuki theater war powers resolution over in the House? The Democrats were all over this yesterday, um, quoting Mike Lee and using it to undermine the president. What, he, what he's doing is uh, he's doing what comes naturally to him and, and Mitt Romney as well, and that is to cuck out virtue signal by showing that you're, you're so pure and so principled that you can, in fact, at the absolute worst possible time, criticize your own president while 
The other side is cynically trying to tear him, uh, that president, down. Mike Lee had every opportunity to pick up the phone and call the president of the United States and uh, uh, express his dissatisfaction with that briefing, but no. He had to break this out into the public and uh, and undermine the president at this, uh, this very critical time. Trump at that same meeting in the Oval Office where he was uh, he was um, promoting the USMCA and increased jobs in the United States responded to Mike Lee. I'm sure you saw Mike Lee's comments. Did your national security team really say that it would be wrong for Congress to debate military action? Or so here's what happened on that. I had calls from numerous senators and numerous congressmen and women saying it was the greatest presentation they've ever had. Mike and Rand Paul disagreed because they want information that honestly I think is very hard to get. It's okay if the military wants to give it, but they didn't want to give it. And it really had to do with sources and information that we had that really should remain at a very high level. Could we individually maybe give one or two of them some information? Possibly if we can do that. I get along great with Mike Lee. I've never seen him like that. But other people have called and they've said uh, it was the best presentation they've ever seen. And let me tell you what was the best. Forget about presentation. The result. We killed a man who killed many, many Americans and many, many people. Thousands and thousands of people. So I would imagine what happened in yesterday's briefing as the military uh, briefers uh, were expressing to the senators, both Democrat and Republican there, that this was not the time for this debate on war powers, that uh, uh, while there were still hostilities and, uh, and counterattacks uh, being contemplated by uh, the mullahs in Iran, that this was a time to show unity and not a time to engage in this long overdue uh, reinforcing of the War Powers Act. Donald Trump has already said that he has no intention of invading Iran, that uh, he wants to get us out of Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Libya. And this was just an opportunity for Mike Lee to get some FaceTime on TV and display to uh, everybody how virtuous he was by siding with the Democrats. Mike Lee uh, went on Fox last night and tried to walk it back. The response to him is that I have never challenged the attack on General Soleimani. In fact, within hours after that attack, I issued a statement saying that the American people were made safer by it. My concern with yesterday focused primarily on the fact that moving forward, uh, we were given no indication that the next steps with regard to Iran will involve consultation with and authorization from Congress, as is required by the Constitution. In fact, those assigned to come and brief us yesterday from the administration didn't share this president's view uh, that has been very respectful toward his commander-in-chief power. I applaud this president. I support this president. This president has been fantastic. He's been unprecedentedly deferential to the American people and restrained in his use of the commander-in-chief power. Well, if that's all true, then why did you freak out? Why not show a little faith? Why not be a little tactical in your public statements in support of this president at the same time Nancy Pelosi's organizing her kabuki theater over there in the House to try to undermine this president? This war powers resolution that they passed out of the House yesterday to try to, one, mischaracterize the president's intentions with the killing of Soleimani as, as wanting a wider war 
with Iran and two, to try to undermine his authority to respond in the future when Iran or other terrorist uh, regimes in the region strike at the United States. And it was purely symbolic, non-binding. Again, uh, the president still has the authority that was passed in 2001 and 2002 that gave uh, the president really uh, excessive authority to, uh, to strike back against terrorist targets. But this was the wrong idea at the wrong time with the wrong president. And the, it's all about Nancy Pelosi and, and her Democrat uh, ship of fools insisting that President Trump should have conferred with them before he took this action against Soleimani. I guess they maybe they could have called Soleimani up on his cell phone and said, uh, hold it right there. Uh, you know, we, we've got to go and confer with Congress before we send a missile to uh, to end your miserable life and that of your militia leader in Iraq whose name I continue to forget here's Nancy Pelosi insisting that uh, Trump should have put everything on hold uh, last week in our view uh, the president the administration conducted a provocative disproportionate airstrike uh, against Iran which endangered Americans and did so without consulting Congress there's that word disproportionate again how is it disproportionate to kill the leaders, take off the head of the snake of Iran's terrorist activity that's targeting American troops in the American embassy? Nancy Pelosi didn't always believe that a president had to uh, consult with Congress before he could take actions. As a matter of fact, when the United States was flying air missions over Libya trying to uh, unseat the Gaddafi regime, she was all for that and saw no reason to uh, consult with Congress whatsoever. So, Madam, Speaker, Madam Leader, you're saying that the president did not need authorization initially and still does not need any authorization from Congress on Libya? Yes. Thank you. Thank you all very much. So she said Obama doesn't need authorization in order to engage in this air war that the United States engaged in under Secretary of State Hillary Clinton to uh, to unseat the the government to topple the government in Libya, but now Donald Trump needs to consult with Congress in order to kill a a, a renowned designated international terrorist who is consulting with the guy that um, that laid siege to the American embassy in Baghdad just the day before. Steve Scalise, uh, here he is talking on the floor of the House yesterday in response to Nancy Pelosi's wrongheaded war powers resolution. Resolution, in fact, just by its own name, this is not an act of Congress. This isn't even changing the law. And so if you want to have a sincere debate over what that power should be that Congress gave to the executive branch, uh, then let's have that debate. But don't try to pass some fig leaf, fig leaf resolution that is only intended to try to undermine the president in the middle of a conflict with the world's largest state sponsor of terrorism, Iran. There's no dispute about how bad of an evil terrorist Soleimani was. But yet you hear all of these equivocations. 
oh, Soleimani was a bad person, but how can you sit here and try to apologize for the things that he did by saying taking him out was wrong? This world is a safer place with Soleimani gone. And if you want to apologize to anybody, go apologize to the families of those hundreds of men and women in our uniform who are dead at the hands of Soleimani. Not only the people who he had already killed, but the people who he, at the very time of his death, was plotting to kill even more Americans. How much is enough? At what point do we say, take him off the face of this planet so he can't kill more innocent people? It wasn't That's a difficult... That's what was ultimately done. It wasn't a difficult position. It was long overdue. It's widely supported by the American people that know uh, anything about this. The people who oppose the killing of Soleimani by and large, can't even find Iran on a map. Matt Getz allowed himself to be caught up in the uh, fervor of reopposing Congress's ability to declare war by foolishly voting in favor of Nancy Pelosi's resolution. And he went on Tucker Carlson, I guess it was last night, to explain his vote. I spoke to the president today after one of America's brave patriots was laid down at Arlington, one of my constituents who passed away just days before Christmas in Afghanistan. And the president told me he's more anti-war than I am. And I love the president for that, Tucker. The thing is, I think you got a few of the advisors of the president who are trying to slow walk the administration into war. When the president relies on his instincts and we have the Trump doctrine, we kill the terrorists and we come home. And I think this war powers resolution was worth of support because it did not criticize the president. It did not say he was wrong in killing Soleimani, but he did. it did say that if any president wants to drag our nation into another forever Middle East war, that they require the approval of the United States Congress. That's something I deeply believe, and I think it's something the president deeply believes. Well, that's already contained in the Constitution, and this president has shown that he uh, respects um, having Congress weigh in on these matters and that he is absolutely implacably opposed to any more of these invasions of Middle East countries. Newt Gingrich said, House Democrats' war power resolution is totally unworkable in the real world. We have troops in Iraq, Kuwait, Afghanistan, Qatar. According to the Democrats' resolution, the president should not protect them unless Congress approves. Does anybody think that would work in the real world? Now, the president has to be uh, able to to take actions to strike back at imminent threats. It's called exigent circumstances, where you have to exercise the president's authority in the short term that does not involve an all-out war. Hey, are you having negative thoughts and self-limiting beliefs stopping you from achieving your goals and and achieving everything you want in life? New Life is using the most advanced bio and neurofeedback systems to help people overcome anything and everything that's holding them back. This is the same technology being used by the Mayo Clinic, NASA, the Department of Defense, including their special operations trainers, the Navy SEALs and, and Green Berets, and the U.S. Olympic team to help them achieve optimal levels. Bio and neurofeedback systems are available remotely by phone or in uh, their Chicago offices. You can find them online at newlifeholistic.com or you can call them on the phone at 888-BIOLIFE. 
That's 888-424-6543. Call them today and achieve your maximum potential. Nancy Pelosi had one of these unhinged press conferences yesterday where it appears that she, you know, has put down the bottle long enough to explain her uh, opposition to the killing of Soleimani and her withholding of the impeachment articles from the Senate and uh, and in the aftermath of Mitch McConnell telling Nancy Pelosi that he now had the votes to uh, set the rules of the Senate that they will use the exact same rules that they did during the impeachment of Bill Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, under pressure from her own House and Senate Democrats to uh, to stop engaging in this few foolish um, uh, game of withholding these articles of impeachment had this to say. Hold him indefinitely. I'll send them over when I'm ready. And that will probably be soon. We want to see what they're willing to do and the manner in which they will do it. But we will not let them say, oh, this is just like Clinton, fair is fair. It's not. Uh, Documents, documentation, witnesses, facts, truth. That's what they're afraid of. They're not afraid of any of that. As a matter of fact, it was the House Democrats that uh, that organized a one-sided uh, process to impeach the president without any due process. They sent old pencil neck Adam Schiff down there in the basement to deny the Republicans any abilities to call witnesses, veto their efforts to ask Adam Schiff's witnesses questions, and wouldn't even allow the president to have his own representatives there now they want to flip that whole model on its head and nancy pelosi wants to impose uh, rules on the senate and mitch mcconnell's not having it. mitch mcconnell says there's a precedent for this we're going to use the same rules that we used in the last impeachment and the pressure is growing and growing on nancy pelosi to, to get off the dime Senator Josh Hawley uh, introduced a resolution, and Mitch McConnell signed on to it, saying that if they haven't transmitted these articles of impeachment so the Senate can begin the trial, that uh, there will be a motion moved forward to dismiss the impeachment for lack of prosecution. Madam President, it has been 19 days today, 19 days since the House of Representatives impeached the President of the United States. 19 days since we were told that it was urgent that President Trump be impeached and removed from office. It was urgent for the safety of the country. It was urgent for national security. It was urgent to protect the Constitution of the United States. It was urgent. It had to be done now. The articles had to be rushed through. The rules had to be violated. There couldn't be due process. It was urgent. And where are we now? 19 days later. And the Speaker of the House has still not transmitted the articles to this body for a trial, has still not appointed managers for a trial, has still not exhibited the articles before this body for a trial. We now have the longest delay in American history in providing notice to this body and actually moving forward with a trial. And now I think we have a better sense of what was urgent. What was urgent was fulfilling the partisan vendetta 
that the Speaker of the House and the Democrats have against this president. What was urgent was overturning the results of an election that they have never accepted. That's what was urgent. But now, now that it's trying to actually try the case, well, now the Speaker and the Democrats aren't so sure. In fact, now they don't seem to want a trial. They don't want a trial. They don't want a trial with uh, regular rules because it will expose their whole impeachment as a sham that it really is. And um, Nancy Pelosi is now getting her her Democrats uh, are falling apart. Several Democrat senators have now stepped forward and said uh, said that uh, she is abusing the system that she needs to transmit those uh, those impeachments so the trial can move forward. Including most recently. Diane Feinstein, but you've also had uh, uh, Joe Manchin and Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. I think they're taking offense to the fact that she's trying to impose rules on the U.S. Senate when she has uh, no authority or um, or really ability to do so. She's trying to uh, call the tune that the uh, Senate Democrats have to dance to. Well, Donald Trump held his first campaign rally of uh, the election year 2020, and he went into the uh, the very important state of Ohio and had a, a rally in Toledo. Once again, it was full to the rafters with tens of, well, I, I should say thousands. I'm not sure if it was tens of thousands of overflow uh, crowd watching on big screens outside of the arena. And uh, Donald Trump opened by pointing out the Democrats' outrage to the killing of the international terrorist, Soleimani. And yet now I see the radical left Democrats have expressed outrage over the termination of this horrible terrorist. And you know, instead... They should be outraged by Soleimani's savage crimes and the fact that his countless victims were denied justice for so long. You know, he was the king of the roadside bomb. You know what the roadside bomb. And then they got bigger and he'd send them over to Afghanistan and Iraq. And when you see our friends and our great wounded warriors and our great warriors, when you see them without their legs or without an arm, And with so much damage, it's most likely that he caused that damage because that's what he liked. He loved planting the roadside bomb. So now he's gone. And that's a good thing. Now he burns in hell. The American people are all for that. They know that the Iranian regime is is not a legitimate government, that they are, in fact, a, a terrorist regime. And Soleimani was the mastermind of that whole strategy throughout the region. The Democrats should have jumped on board and supported that. Instead, they have uh, turned it, because of their Trump derangement syndrome, on another into another vehicle to attack this president. And the president last night in Toledo reminded them that the way you avoid wars is not by allowing yourself to be victimized, but through strength. So the foolish Iran nuclear deal financed Iranian aggression while allowing a quick path to nuclear breakout. That's what it did. And by the way, it expires so soon. 
They can have nuclear weapons. They're not, as I said before, they will not have nuclear weapons. By subsidizing Iran's malign conduct, the last administration was leading the world down the path of war. We are restoring our world to the path of peace. Peace through strength. Peace through strength. That is the only thing that the mullahs in Iran understand. Uh, your call back in, well, you may recall, you may not be old enough. Back in the uh, 80s, Ronald Reagan, uh, when faced with uh, terrorism and attacks on military forces by the newly installed mullahs in Iran, he sent about half of their navy to the bottom of the Persian Gulf, and the mullahs pulled back. Now they're trying to develop this nuclear weapon when they can't even manage these surface-to-air missile systems that uh, Russia has foolishly sold them. But I believe this uh, this election is going to be uh, decided on the economy. As, uh, as Carville famously said, it's the economy, stupid. And the economy in Ohio has been uh, boffo since Trump took office after many decades of uh, of being undermined by these disastrous um, globalist trade deals that our establishment in Washington pushed forward. And here's what Trump had to say about that. For decades, career politicians promised to defend the workers of Ohio. And then they went to Washington and voted for the same globalist policies that devastated your communities and shipped away your jobs. You know that better than anybody. Ohio knows that. But the betrayal of Ohio workers and U.S. workers ended the day I took the oath of office. And you see that because you're setting records. They've got record low unemployment throughout Ohio. They've got uh, jobs flooding back in. They're opening uh, new auto plants. And I've got time for one more clip from last night's rally. This is President Trump trumpeting the upcoming USMCA deal and the death of the disastrous NAFTA agreement. And as we begin the new year, our economy is booming, wages are soaring, workers are thriving, and America's future has never, ever looked brighter. Never. With the envy of every country in the world, we've created 7 million brand new jobs since our election. And we will soon be replacing the disaster known as NAFTA with the incredible brand new USMCA, the historic victory for Ohio farmers, workers, and manufacturers, but really a great victory for the United States. It's an incredible agreement. Well, it's a big improvement. I will give him that. Need to uh, uh, start taking care of our own economy. We've got 50 states, and we're perfectly able to have a self-sustaining economy without these global trade agreements. Well, that takes us to the end of another week of right now, right here on the Mojo Five O Network. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again Monday. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.